0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini and Amy Anger, and I am joined by Coach Brittany today. Brittany, welcome to the show. Hello. So today we're gonna to be talking about self-sabotage, and I think this is very prevalent in our community when it comes to self-sabotage on many different levels. So we're gonna talk about the 11 signs that you are self-sabotaging And we'll, we'll kind of work in some personal um, self-sabotage that we've done uh, between the two of us. And sometimes you don't, you know, when you're self-sabotaging, you you may not even realize that you are, but upon a closer inspection, it can look like avoidance, um, conflict creation, controlling behavior. So once you recognize these signs of the self-sabotage, then it will help you to begin to change them. So. I believe you're going to start with the first sign, right?
1: Uh, The first sign would be to, um, start avoiding people, situations that make you uncomfortable. Maybe in the bikini prepping world, you're maybe avoiding the gym.
0: Yeah. I think that this one, a personal example I have for this is just after a show, sometimes I feel uncomfortable, like being around people, um, that maybe like if I've blown my diet or I haven't done very well, like it, it makes me uncomfortable to go into the gym and like be around people with my body, not being as lean as it was like before the show and things like that. So that was, that's my example. Do you have an example of avoidant, avoiding um, people or situations? I would
1: say I've had a similar example is that, um, I had had a really bad reverse after my very first show blew up 50 pounds in like three months. It's horrible. And I felt like I couldn't go to the gym because I was like this shredded person. And then I'm coming back as this like fatty. And I just was so embarrassed. So um, I, it took me a long time to notice I was self-sabotaging myself by not going to the gym, by fearing judgment. So I got a gym in my garage for a little while to get me back to it. And then I eventually came back to the gym. So
0: That's a good strategy. Yeah. I feel like in those situations where you overeat the calories, like it's, it would be so important to get back to exercise, to get, you know, some water off and things like that. And that is a form of self-sabotage in our world because we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot, so to speak, um, after a show in some circumstances, All right. Number two is staying within your comfort zone and avoiding change. And I think this one is really a zone that a lot of us, um, you know, kind of hit in the prep life because we're, we are constantly having to be made to feel uncomfortable and going outside of our comfort zone. I was talking to a client yesterday about how we uh, are having to make exceptional choices in order to be exceptional. And if we were making average choices, then we would continue to be average. So for us, we have to go way against the grain of society and the choices that feel comfortable. So I think just trying to, you know, not go outside of that, not push yourself in the gym, like with your weights or, you know, um, trying to like keep that homeostasis pattern. I think it's a trap that we can fall into, where we won't move forward in our preps.
1: Yes. And so the next one will be setting goals that are too low to ensure success. Um, So that would look like um, maybe after having a bad rebound or something like that, you're, you want to get back into prep, but you're scared to have um, those things happen again. And so you set these little tiny goals, but then you know you're so much capable to, of so much more. And so you end up self-sabotaging your goals just because you you make them so little to where you're not exceeding yourself. Um, I see, or like you're setting yourself back in the gym because you're not believing you're so strong enough. Like you're scared to do the heavier weight um you're setting your goals too low because you know you're stronger than that you know if you're plateauing on weights for so long uh you know challenge yourself and get back into it
0: yeah i think too with showpath this one can be pretty prevalent in terms of we kind of pick those shows that we know we're going to be successful where it may not be actually helping us get better so like for example like if we chose a warm up show there's the one scenario where someone chooses a harder show that's bigger and more advanced because it has a higher level judge. That's going to give us appropriate feedback versus, you know, a smaller show where we could easily win like first or an overall um, and kind of like setting that bar low in that sense. Um, Number four is creating conflict with romantic partners, loved ones, friends, or coworkers. And I think that, In this situation with self-sabotage, it's important to get buy-in from our romantic partners, from our loved ones, those people that we surround ourselves with, or at least setting expectations like, um, you know, I'm going to be in prep. So these are probably some of the choices that I'm going to be making for a couple of months while I reach this goal. Um, You know, just kind of like educating them, getting them on board, rather than you're kind of setting yourself up for, The self-sabotage. If you don't communicate with these people, uh, I find this like, for me, this was a learning experience when I first started competing, not having these conversations, which part of that, you just don't know like what to expect and the type of conversations that you have to have. But, um, it's really important to do that ahead of time so that the expectations for everybody are set. And you don't get yourself in a situation where you're not communicating and your goals. And then people are like hurt and upset.
1: Yes. And that completely ties into number five, which is trying to control others. My example would be, um, I did this long, long time ago in the past, like the first show I didn't know, you know, it's hard to explain to your loved ones, you know, how things are going to go if you've never done it before. Um, But client, you know, new clients or new bikini competitors, they, they have troubles with, well, if I'm eating this way, you need to eat this way, especially with the people you live with, or you're close with, or you have events with a lot. You try to be mad at them because they're still living their normal lives, eating how they normally eat. And you've chosen to do this competition and you decide to get mad at them just because they're not eating healthier or spending more time in the gym like you are. Um, But switching that around and being grateful for getting to eat the way you do and feel the way you do work out and have all the good feelings from um, going towards the goal of show.
0: Yeah. And then number six is attempting to gain other's approval. So this could go two different ways in prep, as far as like the side that you're kind of talking about, where we try to make sure that everyone's kind of happy, but we're kind of putting ourselves on the side could be one way of doing that. And then another way could be just, you know, we're making these choices about prep and things for, um, like a coach's approval or, Like, um, the way like your significant other, like sees your body or something like that, it's always going to be down the wrong path. If you're not choosing the right, why as to why you're doing it, it should be like coming from your internal motivations and things like that, rather than an external motivation of somebody that's not living in your body, um, to seek their approval.
1: Yes. And the seventh one is making excuses. So um, I have an example of um, in the past, I would, well, (laughs) I'm not too far in the past, but I'm working on it now, Uh, telling yourself, telling myself I'm tired, I'm hungry, um, or, you know, even as far as I can't do this or I don't want to do this. The more and more times we do that and make excuses for ourselves or come up to, for reasons why, oh, it's, it's better to take a rest day today or, oh, I'll do my cardio later. You know, we're self-sabotaging ourselves for our future self. Um, so always being in the moment, uh, marking off those daily tasks you have every day and just getting it done. And you'll be a lot more uh, happy with uh, the way you get to your goals. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So number eight is taking actions that don't match your values and goals. And my personal example of this one is it was really close to a show and I was kind of looking at some of my teammates the night before and like kind of hearing about like what types of foods they were going to be eating and I wasn't really getting any foods. Um, So I took, you know, a bad action in terms of like I, you know, stayed in my head. I was in a bad negative headspace thinking that I wasn't you know, worthy of like getting these extra foods and things like that. And so I personally wasn't ready. I probably would have been ready the next day, but I decided to dive into the peanut butter, um, for self-loathing and pity. And it definitely didn't line up with my goals. And, you know, the show didn't go as well as it could have if I would have made a different choice.
1: Yes, we've all been there. (laughs) Um, Number nine is comparing yourself to others. And I'm going to add to that, to yourself or your past self or what your future self might look like into your head. Um, My example is last year going into my last national show. It was my second time as nationals. The only reason why we decided to do it because I got fourth at Universal. So I was so close to getting my pro card. So we decided to keep going. Well, I got in my head um, and I had some stuff like skin stuff going on and just some other things like with flights and, you know, my mind wasn't in it. And so I self-sabotaged myself by comparing myself to what I looked like at universe. And I told myself, I'm not going pro today. It's not going to happen. I'm just going to do my best, try to place at least. And. That totally ruined my confidence, um, my stage presence. Of course, I stid, still did really well. Now looking back, I got sixth. I'm still happy with that. But I know that in my head, if I'm, my head would have been there, I may have been able to place a little bit better if confidence was a reason why I placed sixth and not higher.
0: Yeah. And then 10 is social withdrawal or isolation and we kind of touched on this about like the post-show avoiding the gym, I think too, just any kind of like when you're actually in prep in the trenches, just kind of pulling away from friends and support systems and really isolating yourself, putting yourself on an Island and not, you know, allowing other people to be like a part of the process and letting them choose to be. Whereas, you know, sometimes we just try to become hermits and think that that's going to be the best way. When we really need social interaction, like we can't just say, "Okay, well, I'm in prep, so I'm gonna be like, not see anyone for 12 weeks here," because um, that's just not realistic in terms of like looking at our overall health and well-being, because we're social beings.
1: Yeah, and when you're done with a show, you, when you go off of prep, you don't want to have nobody. No there. friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and then the last one is risky behaviors such as substance abuse, gambling, overspending, promiscuity. Well, ours maybe look a little bit different than that. I talk more. Um, you know, when we look at prep, is like risky behaviors as post show. Um, you know, binge eating, um, going not going to the gym for a long time, just you know, um, doing making risky behaviors, maybe taking you know, you do blow up and then you take some risky supplements, um, and wreck your health even more, um, to try to lose a little bit of weight. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of risky behaviors in bodybuilding and it's just not the best to do that. Cause it just always ends up in self-sabotage and it could lead down a really bad uh, road for health too. Yeah. And I've
0: seen people, you know, binge like during a prep, just because they are self-sabotaging in their heads and like leading into a show, not even just after a show, but they'll binge like during their prep um, because they just don't feel like they're worthy of that title or they don't see themselves in that role. They're not visualizing themselves as a bikini athlete. And because they're allowing those thoughts to creep in their head, then they start binging Um, with self-doubt. So I think that segues really well into this piece, this next piece about just like how you're talking about yourself. So for example, like if someone's trying to quit smoking, um, you know, person one, the person that's not going to be on a good path um, because it's going to be a temporary thing, they're going to say, oh no, I'm quitting. Like if they're getting offered a cigarette. And then the second person, the one that's not in the self sabotage mode, they're going to say, Oh, no, I'm not a smoker anymore. So there's a big difference in the verbiage that you use with yourself when it comes to that. You know, we probably, you know, there's probably not a lot of smokers that listen to this podcast, but if you're identifying yourself as a smoker or, or if you're identifying yourself as a bikini competitor, when offered, like, let's say a piece of cake at a birthday party, you'll be like, you know, no, I can't write, you know, I can't, that doesn't fit into my macros because I'm a bikini competitor rather than just saying, no, I'm trying to stay away from cake. There's a big difference, right? So do you want to talk about those identities? Um, just a little bit, like how we can look at ourselves and all that.
1: Yeah. So if we want to look like, um, or feel like, or be a bikini bodybuilder, we want to ask ourselves, What do they look like? Uh, Well, they probably, depending on what part of their season, um, they're always going to have a type of musculature to their body. Um, You know, they're going to look healthy and fit most of the time. Um, How do they talk to themselves? Well, they're, you know, for me right now, I'm trying to tell myself, I'm a pro because that's my goal that I'm going towards, but they've talked to themselves in a positive way. Um, and even, you know, having failures in the gym, maybe not reaching the weights we want to do or failure in shows of not placing or getting the pro card or whatnot. They aren't failures unless we look at them that way. And really it's only a failure if we give up. So we always are talking to ourselves in that way. But if we're talking to ourselves negatively, we're, we're going to think of it as a failure.
0: Yeah. So just kind of like, what does a healthy and fit person do? What does a bikini athlete, how do they think, how do they make decisions and what actions are they taking? So it's super important that your dialogue with yourself, you know, the true change is going to come from a true identity change. So your behaviors are going to change if you envision yourself through a new identity. So, you know, maybe in the past, like you were a yo-yo dieter or you were overweight. um, It's important to start identifying and thinking of yourself maybe before you get to that ideal body type, but just, you know, labeling yourself. I am a bikini athlete, there's a big difference in that dialogue and, you know, setting your goals based around that value and adopting that new identity. Um, it's going to help you really kind of start talking and thinking in the appropriate way. Like I'm strong, I'm capable. Um, I can do this, you know, nothing's stopping me. And so, yeah. Um, do you want to get into the eight ways that we can stop self-sabotaging for our last part of this yeah, chat?
1: Um so look before you leap. So um that means to you know notice what you're doing, notice your behaviors, your thoughts, your feelings, ask yourself self are these things helping you or are they hurting you? You know, usually a lot of times we're press, We feel pressured to do something to act a certain way um, to, you know, in bikini world, um, especially when we're in prep, you know, especially this time of year, it's summer, people are going out to the lake, you know, they're drinking more, they're eating, you know, more like sugary things and, um, you know, ice cream and stuff um list goes on for that anyways like looking at those things and realizing that you're you don't need to feel pressure to do that if if you're going to an event or something you know think of more positively and that you're there spending time with those people you're there to make memories you're not there to remember what food you ate what drinks you drank whatnot. Believe it or not, you actually can have a ton of fun without alcohol. So
0: <laughs> it is possible. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So the next point is boost your self-awareness. And it's just really important to spend that time self-reflecting. So you can do that by journaling. Um, you can document your behaviors, kind of take an audit and assessment and thinking about where you're coming from and just, you know, pause throughout the day and like kind of check in with yourself and just try to become more intentional about where you're going to need to make changes to adopt this new identity. So, you know, what are you like now? You know, what are your behaviors that you display, take that audit and then think about ways um, and reflect on ways that you're able to change them to become more a part of this new identity that you have adopted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so the next one would be make small changes. Positive action certainly beats self de- de- ah, self-defeating self action. Um, but remember, habits are effectively changed in small steps, um, thinking in terms of incremental changes. Um, so replace one thought behavior every day you give yourself, um, to make that change in a habit. So if you want to become a bikini bodybuilder, start thinking yourself of that, asking yourself what they do, well, they work out. So replace, uh, sitting on the couch, watching Netflix and go lift some weights instead. That would be an easy replacement right there. And that's one step closer to your goal. You don't have to think of all the things, just get started and uh, you'll get there
0: someday. Yeah, and just, I mean, remember to take it in bite-sized chunks. So if you are a person that doesn't drink a lot of water as we're both drinking water here, I just thinking about this. Um, so I, for example, I had a client that just started this challenge, right? We've been on, we're on day 13 or something like that. And the challenge is to drink a gallon of water. Well, she doesn't drink that much water, but we didn't wanna go from like a couple glasses a day to a full gallon so throughout this challenge you know like she's been building her way up every kind of day or every couple of days like she's increasing and increasing and so she's finally to that gallon mark but it's something that i think you know you don't need to go like balls to the walls like jump all in change all the things all at once it's important to remember that things can be broken down into small bite-sized chunks with the thought of the long-term goal in mind and that all coming into plan. So with number three, it's setting meaningful goals and pairing them with action plan. This is where you're just going to have to, you know, you have those goals lined up and you're setting active live intentions for each one. So, um, you know, consider your deepest values and your why whenever you're setting your goals and that's going to be able to kind of propel you forward. So what do you value most in life? What is important to you? What gives you sense of purpose and meaning? So, you know, if one of your core values is spending time with family and friends, and then you decide like, hey, I'm going to go on prep and I'm going to stop like seeing people, that's not going to align and that's going to be something temporary. So you have to find out ways that you can alter. Like, let's say you like to go to, I don't know, let's say a restaurant with your friends. Now you don't have to take that activity out, but the actions and the habits that go along with that dinner might be totally different. You might be doing like a club soda instead of a wine. You might be like factoring in like your high day or your refeed day into that meal or you know, just sticking with a lean protein and a vegetable, you're still doing the same action because it aligns with your core value, but your habits around that action are different. um, And they're giving you like small little steps towards that big long-term goal.
1: And so this next one is know it, know, and embrace your strengths. So everyone has character strengths um, that you can help, Thrive once you identify and acknowledge them and embrace them. So reflect on your strengths, identifying not just the things that you do well, but the attitudes you hold dear and positive emotions um, towards your experience. When you feel your best, knowing your strengths and finding those things, um, you know, and doing at least one of them every day can help you, you know, solve that um, self-love that a lot of reasons why we do self-sabotage is because we don't know our worth or our value and so we don't respect our bodies so we don't work out or we don't eat properly to make ourselves feel good if for an example um i love donuts and but you know they aren't the best for my goals to have all the time and they because i have digestion issues gluten is not the best and you know in the past i would have donuts all the time. And I didn't care that it wrecked my stomach. I didn't care that it spiked my blood sugar crazy high. And I had insulin sensitivity issues and I would, you know, put on weight. So learning to, you know, have those strengths. So my strength was as long as I didn't have a donut, I didn't want it. As long as I would have maybe a bagel that you know, kind of would have the same shape. I could make it sort of sweet with, you know, Greek yogurt on top and some cinnamon, and a little bit of stevia. It's so good. And I would have that and kind of trick my brain into thinking that's just a different type of donut. Or then, you know, nowadays there's protein donuts and stuff you can make in Ninja air fryers and all this stuff. So there's lots more ways nowadays um, to, find your strengths. So, um, that's a way that you can look at a weakness and turn it into a strength, even with
0: food. Yeah, definitely. And then, um, the next point is befriend yourself. So your inner critic is that primary factor that's going to cause the self-sabotage. So just replacing that automatic self-critical thoughts, and replacing it with more nurturing ones is going to be the first step to stopping yourself sabotage. It all starts within and in that inner voice. Um, your, your body will do a lot for you if your brain's on board. So having like whatever your mind is, wherever it's going, your body will follow. And so it's very important to provide yourself with like that gentle attitudes towards acknowledging, you know, you're going to feel several different emotions throughout prep, you're going to make mistakes and just accepting that as part of your human experience and giving yourself grace when you do make those mistakes. Like you mentioned before, it's not really uh, something, there's not something wrong with, you know, having a slip up or anything like that, as long as you're learning from it. And so any sort of setback or different thing that you may feel like, you know, in the past, it would trigger like some self-sabotaging behaviors because it was something that wasn't on plan. Um, Just giving yourself grace and moving forward from it and just learning from that experience and how to do better next time is probably the best thing that you can do.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, that leads great into the next point is, you know, maybe work with a mental health therapist. Um I know I've preached so much about (laughs) therapy. Um, but you know, it's it's such good practice to, you know, get towards a deeper self-understanding, um, providing, you know, the therapists are professionals so they can provide you tips, strategies, you know, for selfie for Facing yourself, trying to put facing yourself together, um, facing yourself, sabotaging thoughts and like helping you rewire that brain and learning coping mechanisms. You know, when we do start to have those big emotional things happen and, you know, in experience with working with clients, they have big emotions and of stress or I'm not good enough for their willpower muscle has been just pulling all day because they're around people having stuff that's not, you know, gonna fit their macros or whatnot. And so they have this big self um emotions. And it's the therapist can help teach you how to breathe that out, it release it out of your body and stay within the present moment and realize, okay, I'm not, I don't need to be in fight or flight. I'm not starving. I'm still thriving. I'm fueling my body in the right way. I don't need that cake. (laughs) It's okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then the last point is just practicing mindfulness. So, you know, being aware of the present moment and really staying within your 24 hours. Anxiety is caused by fear of items that have happened in the past or items that are maybe going to happen in the future, but we're really all guaranteed just the 24 hours we're given. And so keeping in the present moment really, um, allows anxiety to be, to not exist. Um, if you stay within your presence and stay mindful with your actions and what you're doing day to day. And so sometimes in prep, it can feel really like groundhog's day. Like we're just waking up doing the same things. It's a lot of unsexy monotonous type of actions that just stack on top of each other for weeks and months upon end. But it's those actions that you're doing in the shadows that no one's watching, that you're staying mindful and hitting every single um, you know, habit that's important to for your goal, those are the things that are going to help you propel forward and be successful. And as long as you can stay mindful, I think that it will be a huge um leap forward when it comes to preventing self-sabotage because a lot of that comes from anxiety. So that's kind of it for today. Um, we appreciate all of you listening. And if you would like to give us any sort of topics that you would like to hear about, you can DM us on Instagram at prep life podcast or at glam girl bikini. And if you would like to apply for your unicorn prep, you can go to our website, glamgirlbikini.com and hit the get started button to apply so, this is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, signing off with Coach Brittany Gable. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm listening.